an update on Bill Belichick's pursuit of the GOAT, Don Shula, and a few Miami Dolphins are members of the latest round of semifinalists next eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today is Thursday, July 13th, 2023. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I want to thank you for making Locked on Dolphins your first listen of the day once again. And shout out to our everydayers who are locked in with us on a daily basis because it is your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today on the show, look at some meaningful historical marks for the Miami Dolphins, including a couple of Miami Dolphin semifinalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, We have an update on the Bill Belichick pursuit of Don Shula and some odds and ends towards the tail end of the show as well. Let's start with Belichick. And I I think as the season has kind of crept closer and closer and closer, and people have had more opportunities to kind of process kind of the messaging out of Foxborough right now, uh, it is very interesting to hear some of the speculation on the Patriots and their future and Bill Belichick and his future. And of course, he's on the cusp of threatening Don Shula's win marks. Uh, But he's also, ironically enough, this is my favorite statistic that has come out uh, over the course of of this whole offseason discussion. Bill Belichick will probably set the all-time losses record before he sets any potential all-time wins record. Uh, Bill Belichick's current record of 298 and 152 is a 66.2% win percentage. But his 52 losses is just 13 away from tying Dan Reeves and Jeff Fisher for the most in NFL history. His 298 career wins, and again, it depends on whether or not you're including playoff wins in this or not, uh, but he's 30 regular season wins away from Don Shula and 13 losses away from the all-time losses record. You know what Don Shula never did? Held the all-time losses record. Uh, Don Shula had 156 career losses. Uh, That mark uh, has been bested by, had always been bested by uh, Tom Landry, who retired in 1998 before Shula retired after 1995. So Don Shula got as high up as second on this list. Bill Belichick's not second yet, but the pursuit may be on. And of course, New England, um, having struggled through the past few seasons post Tom Brady. I I think that's where things do admittedly get a little interesting when you consider uh, the pressure to win. And Robert Kraft has talked quite a bit about looking to return to the former glory and get back to the postseason. And this would be their fifth straight year without a playoff win. You know, the, the Dolphins in 19 knocked the Patriots out of the bye. And then the Patriots lost in the first round of the Titans got punched in the mouth. So 19, no playoff win. 20, no playoff win. You missed the playoffs. You had a losing record. 21, you went back and got smoked by the Bills. And then in 2022, you missed the playoffs again as well. So 
The report that came out, uh, courtesy of Ben Volen of the Boston Globe, kind of takes things to a new level, though. And I think this is where Belichick watch in the sake of Don Shula gets very interesting uh, because we all remember, or if you were around, you remember uh, the terms and the dynamics in which Don Shula left the Miami Dolphins and he retired uh, because he really wasn't given a choice on whether or not to retire. He would not continue to be the coach of the Miami Dolphins. So he retired. And he was kind of strong-armed out. Well, Ben Volan of the Boston Globe, here's a snippet of his, his story that came out. Robert Kraft has already made it clear in March that he wants the, playoffs, the Patriots to make the postseason and win a playoff game for the first time in five years. He also paid Gerard Mayo handsomely to keep him off the coaching market and likely views him as the team's coach-in-waiting. And Belichick's friends have privately said they are worried that he is on the hot seat in 2023. Good. Because Bill Belichick is 71 years old. And Bill Belichick, at that age, you can't help but wonder, would somebody jump at the opportunity to bring Bill Belichick in to coach effectively a rebuild? Right? And maybe they would. And if they would, then we would still continue to collectively hold our breath. But the Patriots are largely considered by consensus to be the fourth best team in the AFC East as things currently stand. And if they finish in fourth place in the AFC East and they do miss the playoffs and they have their third losing season in the last four years, they they have gone seven and nine, 10 and seven and eight and nine. So they've they've lost 25 games in the last three years. If that trend were to continue, and Bill Belichick as what would then be a 72-year-old coach by the time the 2024 season starts, is anybody bringing Bill Belichick in to start from square one? Maybe as a football executive, the Bill Parcells route? I'd be surprised if that were the if there was a pathway for him to start coaching elsewhere if he were relieved or did retire or was, or was strong-armed out from New England. So maybe Bill Belichick doesn't get the all-time losses record, but I can tell you this, if he doesn't get the all-time losses record, he ain't going to get the all-time win record either. And there are some other coaches a little further down the pipe uh, that do loom as significant threats. I actually have the list here of the all-time uh, wins uh, recordings for NFL coaches and Andy Reid is 247 can't imagine he's going to stay long enough to get that far into the weeds. A 64% win percentage is highly impressive for him. Uh, that's 2% behind Bill Belichick and 3%, 3.5% behind Don Shula's all-time win record or win percentage. But Andy Reid is is an older coach as well. You look at Mike Tomlin, I think that's probably one you're a little leery about. He's 163 career wins. Uh, he's been coaching since 2007. He has a 64% win percentage, so he's in the ballpark. And Mike Tomlin is 51 years old, and he's been coaching 15 years already. That's the recipe where if he takes another 15 years, I think Mike Tomlin could potentially threaten Don Shula. But if it doesn't happen with Bill Belichick, it's not going to 
the conversation will not have to come up again for at least another decade and a half. And that's kind of the stratosphere that you are at with Don Shula right now. So, Bill Belichick, all eyes are on you. No pressure. But apparently there is pressure from inside your building for you to um, elevate the performance of the Patriots or else risk potentially not having the opportunity to taste down Don Shula, which I don't think anybody who watches this show with any level of regularity would be sad about. But it is worth monitoring and watching and a little extra reason to root against the Patriots as if we don't already have enough motivations and reasons to root against the New England Patriots. But it's food for thought. Oh, historical context. There's some other news that we need to go over here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Before we do, our friends over at eBay Motors have paired together with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each and every week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to be providing you players that are guaranteed to fit onto your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, we probably have, what, the vast majority of drafts are going to happen a month from now, preseason starts. You wait potentially after till the third preseason game. You got a little bit of time to start studying. And, and here's the good news. If you have the first overall pick, we have a guaranteed fit, eBay's guaranteed fit, fantasy pick of the week. And maybe you don't like Justin Jefferson, who we talked about yesterday on the show. Why don't you try Austin Eckler on for size? He's a running back. You get the bonus of running back production with a player who has a receiving wide receiver resume as a pass catcher as well. Uh, which running back has scored more than Austin Eckler in the past two seasons? Uh, zero. It's Eckler, who has scored a combined 38 touchdowns since 2001 and is featured in a receiving first role. And that makes him a guaranteed fit for your 2023 fantasy football roster. Eckler will see his usual high leverage work as a runner and remain the focal point in the Chargers short game in the passing offense with new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. Don't be too put off by the fact that Kellen Moore is the new offensive coordinator instead of Joe Lombardi because the Cowboys certainly have ways to get Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard involved in the passing game as a as a running back as well. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same for your vehicle. With eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, Batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what parts you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay's guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just one click away. For the right parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, get the right fit, and get the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. So we had a few players, uh, historical players for the Dolphins, who had a 
pretty meaningful step. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you the Pro Football Hall of Fame announced uh, just yesterday 60 semifinalists for the class of 2024 in the seniors and coach slash contributor category. So this is players who have been retired for an extended period of time and also coaches slash contributors. Uh, this snippet, courtesy of NFL.com, gives you the proper context. The Hall's 12-person seniors committee named 31 semifinalists from the field of nominees, advancing them to the next stage of the election process. Separately, the Hall's 12-person coach and contributor committee selected 29 semifinalists from the nominated candidates to advance, while the Hall's selection bylaws say 25 semifinalists can be named in each category. The committees are allowed to advance additional candidates in the case of a tie for the 25th position, which occurred in both categories this year. Each committee will now separately consider the semifinalist candidates and vote to advance 12 seniors and 12 coach slash contributors through to the next round of the election process, the finalist stage. Those results, the results of those votes will be revealed on July 27th. There are some names that you might recognize, including one Miami Dolphins wide receiver, Mark Clayton is amongst the semifinalists for the seniors list. So, too, is Bob Kuchimber. Of course, just the, the uh, next in line from the list of expansive interior offensive linemen that the Dolphins have on their resume as Hall of Fame caliber players. Those are the two former players. Uh, that the Dolphins boast out of this group of 31 seniors players. Now, there are a number of players that I think will pose uh, a challenge to getting both Kuchenberg and Mark Clayton through to the finalists stage. And, of course, that will be revealed in two weeks. They'll be whittling this, this group down to about one-third of the size that it currently is. But if I were to read out some names that popped to me as, as players who I think are significant threats to those 12 spots in, in which we're hoping to see Mark Clayton and, and Bob Kuchenberg advance to. Uh, you've Ken and Otis Anderson, Carl Banks, Roger Craig, Lester Hayes, uh, White Shoes Johnson, Clay Matthews Sr., Stanley Morgan, Art Powell, Steve Tasker, Everson Walls, Sterling Sharp. Those, those are 12 names, plus obviously Clayton and Kuchenberg. So uh, as we wait another two weeks to figure out if there is an opportunity for the Dolphins to add another name to their illustrious list of Pro Football Hall of Famers, uh, that is kind of the field in my mind that I say Otis Taylor. There's, they're going to be on the fringe. I think of getting both of these guys through to the next round. Obviously Clayton and his production speaks for itself. Five-time pro bowl nominee holds franchise record for career receptions, consecutive games with a reception with 92. Uh, these stats courtesy of the Miami dolphins um, themselves on their site league record at the time with 18 touchdown receptions in that 1984 season, uh, second in franchise history and receiving yards. 100-yard receiving games with 22. Uh, also had the third most punt returns in a season in franchise history in 1983. 
Kuchenberg played, what, 15 years from 70 to 84. Uh, uh, was a starter on the undefeated team. I think he has as reasonable of an argument for Pro Football Hall of Fame as some of the guards that are already in. And he would be going in posthumously. Uh, he passed away in 2019 at the age of 71. But I think both of these guys have firm resumes. And obviously the the receiving yardage for Clayton in the era in which he played would certainly give you some hope that that people will identify those numbers and appreciate uh, just just how much of a big play, play weapon that he was and what he was able to achieve during that era of football, uh, him and Mark Duper uh, alongside each other. Now, whether or not they get in, we'll see. The Dolphins had a, a modest weight from Jason Taylor to Zach Thomas. We had a couple years of kind of really tough election nights and, and uh, nominee reveals uh, for Zach Thomas. Uh, he will speak first in Canton uh, when he gets inducted next month, and we're all obviously very excited for that and to hear from Zach and him take his place as the latest Dolphin to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So that's your Pro Football Hall of Fame update. Uh, that is your Miami Dolphins historical update on this Thursday. And I don't know if you guys have been plugged in at all uh, to the Play Callers podcast series, cur series courtesy of The Athletic with Jordan Rodrigue, but Mike McDaniel is one of four coaches off of the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree that is being featured there. Have some thoughts there, and that's what we're, we're, we are going to close with here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. If you're not watching or listening, I should say, to the Play Callers podcast series. Shame on you, first of all. It's ex it is excellent football content. It The first episode, and I'm only partway through episode two, uh, features a look at all of these young minds, and it's McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, all working together as a part of that Washington early 2010s coaching staff. And it talks a little bit about Kyle Shanahan and, and kind of his upbringing and underneath of his dad, Mike Shanahan and, and the roots of the offense going all the way back to the Broncos and, and the, all of these player coaches coming together, these young coaches coming together and doing something really special with RG three that season in which the, they won their final seven games and made the postseason. And of, of course, things fell off the rails there fairly quickly after that, and they all kind of split and went their own separate ways. Uh, but those years together that they had as young coaches, obviously very formative and off the same coaching tree with different spins on how their individual systems and offenses work. And hearing Mike McDaniel uh, gave me some appreciation for his struggles before he came to be kind of the coveted run game aficionado uh, that he became to Kyle Shanahan and him talking about some of his struggles for expectation and being an Ivy League graduate who's in the room with Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, and Sean McVay and kind of struggling with where he wanted to be and where he wanted to go versus the timeliness of that happening and what he turned to in the midst of that being alcohol and then him being dismissed from the job and spending two years out of the league 
and him talking very frankly. And he says, I, I wrote down the number of days because it gave, gives me perspective to remember what it really felt like to, to be out and to make me appreciate the opportunity that I have and the platform that I have uh, to be a football coach and to, to work with players and uh, keep things in perspective. I really appreciated that from Mike McDaniel. He, of course, delivers his standard quips. Uh, you will not be disappointed with some of the uh, off-the-wall oddities of that Mike McDaniel is a lock for every time you put a microphone in front of his face. But it was also pretty cool to hear him talk about uh, the audible that they put in mid-game the last week of the season, win or go home, against Dallas in that 2011-2012 season, whichever one it was. Uh, where Dallas was playing an overload front. He talked about we got a three, a five, and a nine up front, uh, which takes away all your front side runs effectively. And he had put in mid-game a check at the line of scrimmage to attack weak side, and they ran it several times in the second half, and it got them out of that overload front and opened the offense back up to operate as they wanted to and help them win the football game. And he credited that as one being one of the early impressionable moments in his career that uh, gave him the affirmation that that this is he could do this and, and be different. And then uh, he talked about you know looking for other ways to get in Kyle Shanahan's ear and, and gravitating towards Chris Forster uh, to be a little bit more of a run game background as compared to trying to compete with McVay and Lafleur for getting plays put into the playbook. Uh, in the passing game. So very, very uh, insightful into Mike McDaniel, his journey, the puzzle piece that he fits within this Shanahan coaching tree journey that we're seeing the league really embrace right now across the league. So I, I cannot recommend the play callers enough. Um, courtesy of the athletic with Jordan Rodriguez. Jordan is an excellent journalist and she's done an excellent job with, uh, getting awesome sound bites. Just make sure it's not one of those ones you put on in the background and coast through. Like if you really want to appreciate just how deep they go, like I tried to listen to it at the airport the other day and I had to turn it off and say, I am not in a position to listen to this. I got to sit down and actively listen, but it's compelling enough that it will do that. So I highly recommend you guys check that out and get a little bit more intel and background on Mike McDaniel. But that is going to do it for us on today's episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Appreciate you guys for checking out the show. Shout out to the everydayers who are locked in with us on a daily basis. Make it a great rest of your day. We're out of here. Fins up. I'll talk to you all again tomorrow.